Okay, so let's start from the end of Zion Abbey's the last three words, Amidami Ladaula. Let me let me give a bit of a background because it's important. The Gemara a couple dafim ago and Dafkim Ahmed Bey's said that there's a Pasuk to tell you that Arayas, you do not do Yibam on Arayas. Then the Pasuk goes to Litzrar to say that the Tsar is Saraser, the Tsar is Saraser, so fun. Which erva did the Pasuk specifically say? That, well, now we, we said it applies to all 15, but the Pasuk is specifically talking about your wife's sister. Okay, that means if your wife's sister is also your sister-in-law, two brothers married two sisters, so it's the wife's sister, and it's the sister-in-law, so she want, you want to do Yibam with her, you don't do Yibam. So we had three dafim, five dafim came out of asking, well, what do you need this pasuk for? It's an erva anyway. And again, the Gemara applied it to the other 15, but we're going to analyze this one specifically. It's bedafka, this one. So what do you need it for? I say, Dechaleza threw it out. Heck, uh, it threw it out. Every, everything's throwing out. So now the Gemara said, maybe perhaps the reason why you should do Yibam on this woman, who's your sister-in-law and your wife's sister, is because of Hoyle the Ishtri Ishtri, meaning... We're going to compare it to the case of, of Ula. What was Ula's case? Ula's case was um, a man who is a Mitzayra, so he's about to put his fingers into the, entering into the airspace of the Beis Amikdash, which should be Aser of Kares, but it, the Torah allows it in order for him to get forgiveness, to get atonement. But that morning he became a Balkari. So he went to the Mikvah, so now, in addition to being a Mitzayra, He's also a Tful Yaim of Balkari, which is also a problem. But says Ula, it's fine. Why? Once the Torah waved one Tumah, that of the Mitzayrah, eh, we waved the second one too. Once one's mutter, the other one's mutter. So the Gemara said, so too we'll compare it to Yibam. Once the sister-in-law is mutter, the wife's sister is also mutter. Meaning once the sister-in-law part of her is, is released, why don't we say the wife's sister part of her is also released? That was yesterday. Okay? Because we have no power because a Mitzorah, the Torah is Matir, yeah. and Ula says, well, if the Torah is Matir, a Mitzorah is Matir Tvulyayim as well. Meaning, once one Isser is released. Exactly. I mean, once the Torah gives a Heter for one, we release the second, so too the Torah gives a Heter for sister in law, so too the Torah will release the wife sister. And therefore, you need a Pusik to tell me no. But now the Gemara, I'll just tell this part outside, we'll see it inside, and that is, the Gemara wants to say, if you're going to compare it to Ula, it's got to be exactly like Ula. Ula's case is, right, what's the comparison? The Torah is Matir Mitzorah, so to Ula says, we're going to be Matir the second one, which is Tful Yoyim. So the Torah is Matir sister-in-law, then you might think the Torah should be Matir wife-sister. That only works if A, the sister-in-law came first. Meaning, she had to be your sister-in-law before she was your wife-sister. No, it could be. I'm just, it could be. Meaning, she has to be, right? She's your wife's sister and your sister-in-law. How so? Two brothers married two sisters. So the brother that died has to marry her first. Right? You have, right? You have two brothers, Reuben and Shimon, and you have Rochel and Leah. The two brothers married two sisters. So she is both your sister-in-law and your wife's sister. Now, which one first? It depends on whether you married her first. If you married, if you married, if you married the, the sister first, then she's your wife's sister first. Or if the brother married her first, then she's, then she's your sister-in-law first. Meaning, understand, it has to be, meaning if you're going to compare it to Ula, then you need two things. First of all, it has to be that the sister-in-law came first. Okay, that's fair. It's possible. That's point number one. Okay, so meaning if you're going to compare this to Ula, you're going to say the reason I need a Pasuk is because of Ula's case, then it's got to be exactly like Ula. So the Gemara says, Mi dami Ula. Tina I understand if the brother who died married her first. So she's first your sister-in-law, then you married her sister, then you married her sister, so she's your first sister-in-law's first, and then she's your wife's sister's second, fine. The Torah is to the first Isser, the second one, poof, goes away. Understood. Like Ula's case. Ula's case, the first one was a Mitzorah, Torah's Mater. Then, once the first one goes away, the second one goes away with it. Understood. So it has to be, the Gemara is just clarifying. It's not a kasha, it's just saying. It has to be that the case where we're concerned that you might think it's Mutter is where you married her, the brother married her first, so she's your sister-in-law first, then you married her sister, then she's your wife's sister. Meaning, you were single at the time that the brother married her. So the first time you're interacting with her, you met her at the chasen, you met her at the chasen, you're like, this is my sister-in-law. Then, a couple months later, you dated her sister, and then she turned into my sister-in-law and also my wife's sister. But the sister-in-law came first. 
So the Torah is Matar's sister, uh, sister-in-law. So poof, that Isser goes away. It takes the wife's sister with it. Understood. But the Gemara says, Avol namigu But if you married her sister first, meaning if you got married first, and who's she? Oh, she's my wife's sister. And then later on, your brother married her. So she's your first your wife's sister, then she's your sister-in-law. No good. Because then it's not comparable to Ula. Because again, in Ula's case, there's the thing the Torah was matter, which is Mitzorah. That came first. Then the Tfulyom, we're taking the Isra that goes away with it. So then in comparison, it would have to be the case where your, your brother married her first. So she starts off as your, wife's, as your sister-in-law. The Torah's matter, wife's sister-in-law. And then you married her sister. So now she's your, she's your sister-in-law and then your wife's sister. So the, sis, the sister-in-law Isra goes away, because that's Yibam. Then it takes the wife Isra with you. Okay? Fine. That's point number one. Point number two, it gets a little more complicated. You want to compare it to Ula, you got to be specific. Then the Gemara says, uh, Okay, fine. So you'll say, oh, okay, fine. Fine. So far, so good. What the case that I might think it's mutter is where she's my sister-in-law and then my wife's sister. Okay. Comparable to Ula. It's not comparable to Ula. Point number two is why it's not comparable to Ula. Ula's case is like this. You have the Mitzorah, which is an Isser, that the Torah was Mater. Then came the Balkari, right? But here's the deal. So we're saying, so meaning one Isser is taken away, and it takes away Isser number two. So to over here, she's your sister-in-law. Isser is taken away. Then she's your wife's sister. It might take away Isser number two as well. But here's the deal. By the Mitzorah, here's the process. It's Isser number one. Right? Mitzorah. And then Tzvul Yoyim, Isser number two. But it's more than that. It's Isser number one, Mitzorah, that the Torah says Mutter. Meaning it's not Isser number one and then Isser number two. If you actually think about it, it's Isser number one, Mitzorah. Then there's a time period where the Torah says Mutter. So it's Isser number one, then Isser is erased. Then Isser number two of Tzvul Yoyim. So how do you compare that in this case of the, of the, the Chasanas? This is the only way that it's identical. You have your wife's sis- you have your sister-in-law, regular sister-in-law, right? Brother has a wife. You don't marry the sister yet. Here's what happens: you have your sister-in-law. She's usher. To make it comparable to Mitzora, I need a period of time where she's mutter. So what's the case? The case is you have your sister-in-law. Your brother dies. She's supposed to do yibum. So now mutter. Then instead of doing yibum, you marry her sister. Then you're like, oh man, I, I got to do yibum. Oops. And then you're like, oh, she's my sister-in-law also, and my wife's sister. That's the only way where it's identical. Because it's not just Isser 1, then Isser 2. It's Isser 1, Torah erases Isser 1, then Isser 2. Right? Mitzorah, but not just Mitzorah, Torah says Mutter, because the eighth day you're allowed to put your fingers in. So it's Isser 1, remove Isser 1, then Isser 2. So to over here by Yibam, the only time it's identical is you have your sister-in-law, Isser 1, then the brother dies, it's the one mutter, but instead of marrying her, you actually marry her sister. Which, by the way, is not allowed rabbinically, just for the record. Just point that out. When you're supposed to do yibam on a woman, you're not allowed to marry someone else, rendering her in erva. Right? You can't, you, you're not supposed to do this. Right? Because, because if you think about it, right, every single time a woman's supposed to do yibam to you, right, you have a, you're supposed to do yibam on your sister-in-law, and then you're like, I'm just going to marry her daughter. And then you're like, oops, can't do even. You can't do that. You're not, it's rabbinically forbidden to do this. But that's the case. So you had your sister-in-law, then your brother dies, then instead of doing Yibam, Mutter, you marry her sister. Then you're like, oh, maybe I should do Yibam now. No, she's my sister-in-law and my wife's sister. Yeah, but now it's comparable to Ula, because the first Isser was removed, maybe you should take away the second Isser, and that the Torah says, Aleha, no. That's the only case that you need that Pasuk for. By the way, it also shows you, it's the only case, meaning you don't need the Pasuk for your daughter, because this whole thing doesn't apply. It's Dafka in this scenario. So the Gemara says, By the way, the, the share I was telling you last night was just like the rabbi's like, even Nosameh says, And I'm like, no, that doesn't work. You can't just say, oh, it doesn't, you can't just say, oh, I don't understand what you're saying. So he says, the only way it's comparable to Ula is where you had your sister-in-law and then your brother died, rendering her mutter for a time period of time. Then you, for whatever reason, decide to marry her sister. 
So now you're like, oh, I should do Yibam. But she's my sister-in-law and she's my wife's sister. Then it's identical. And then the Gemara says, the Chazila Debeni Debeni, because there was a period of time where the original Isser was removed. Elanosa Mace Veloy Mace, but if, let's say, your brother just had a wife, and then you married her sister, and then the brother dies, so she's both your sister-in-law and your wife's sister, that, 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 won't, be, that won't be identical, because there was never a period of time where the first Isser was removed. And the Gemara says, because Ula's case is only where there's a period of time where the Isser of Mitzorah is removed. Meaning, what if instead of Ula's case, right? Ula's case is where you have eight, day eight, you're supposed to bring a carbon, you're supposed to put your hands in, the Torah says it's mutter, even though you're Mitzorah, and then you see Kerry. That's the case of Ula. What if I saw Kerry the night before? So they're both happening at the same time. It wouldn't be mutter. You need, Ula needs, Isser number one to take place and then to be removed. Then Isser number two comes on, so then we're fine. So the, way, the identical case in Yibam to warrant a Pasuk would be, the only case would be, your brother marries a woman, then he dies, then you're supposed to do Yibam, so she was your sister-in-law, but now the Isser is removed, and then instead of doing Yibam, you marry her sister. That's it. That's the only case. So the Gemara says... Uh, answer number one is that's why you need the Pasuk meaning we've had a five daf question why do you need a Pasuk for? the answer is for this case that's it, that's it, for this case in the case where your brother marries a woman and then dies and then instead of you doing Yibam you marry her sister and then you just think should you do Yibam? you might think you should because of the comparable to Ula you need a Pasuk to tell you not like that that's it, that's it, okay that's answer number one of why you need a Pasuk saying do not do Yibam on your wife's sister. Answer number one is because of this case. Okay. Now you wouldn't need for the other, your daughter, you would never need a Pasuk. You wouldn't need a Pasuk for any of the other cases. Dafka of this case. Okay. Answer number two is Iba Yisema, a much more simple answer, and that is let me just speak it outside. The Pasuk tells you do not do Yibam on your wife's sister. And then we said all the other arayas we learn out from this. That's what we had about on Daf Gimel Omid Beis. We've had five dafim to make ourselves really ba- back and forth, and we've whittled it down to like, you only need a Pasuk for that scenario, which I'm not reviewing anymore. I've said it too many times. Now the Gemara says, I have a different answer, and that is, maybe we should just make a heckish, all arayas to your sister-in-law, and just say, just like your sister-in-law's mutter, so to all arayas are mutter. Now you're going to say, but we've, like, we've rejected that, how you can compare, because your sister-in-law is one Isser, these are multiple, a few minutes ago. You missed the hard part, but now it's a lot easier, so it's good. So the Gemara says, so the, the Gemara says like this, the, the answer, answer number two to the question is like this. We had a question, what do you need to compare, what do you need a Pasuk by Achosi Hishara, you have a Pasuk saying, don't marry your, don't do Yibam on your sister-in-law, and then we have a Hekish comparing all other women to your sister-in-law. We said, what do you need that for? Why would I, I say the cholos is hishish bakaris? Blah blah blah. Right, all that. The gemara is just very simple. The reason I need a pasuk is because I might think you should make a hekish, comparing all arayas to your sister-in-law. Meaning, there's a hekish. It's called the hekish of Rabbeinu Yona. Rabbeinu Yona. Is it Rabbeinu Yona? Yeah. Rabbeinu Not Rabbeinu Yona. Rabbeinu. Rabbeinu compared, made a hekish, comparing all arayas together. That all arayas are the same. You know what that teaches you? So you might think that because Rabbi Yonah, he, he did it for certain halachas. It's not relevant for now. It has to do with how much of uh, the body part has to be entered for an iser karis, whatever. It's not for now. But the point is, he connected, he made a hekish, connecting all arayas together. So the Gemara says, you might think that because there's a hekish connecting all women together, we should say there's a hekish saying all arayas are mutter. Meaning, just like your sister-in-law's mutter, so too your daughter, your mother-in-law. And you're going to say, but wait a minute, we, ha- we thought of that five dafim ago, we said it's not comparable. The answer is, ain meshiv and ala hekish. We don't ask kashas on hekishes. Meaning, you can ask a kash on a kavachayim, you can ask a kash on a lot of things, not on a hekish. It's called ain meshiv and ala hekish. Meaning, if this hekish is legit, then, then you don't ask kashas. You could say, if your sister-in-law's mother, you're your daughter's mother. I, your daughter's two isurim, this is one. So the Gemara says, you need the Pasuk Aleha to tell you it's Aser, because you might think there's a Hekish, because there is a Hekish out there connecting all of them. Now, not for this law, for other laws, but you might think we should use this Hekish, making them all one, for all Halachas. And then you're going to say, well, once that's the case, then it's Mutter. Aye, it doesn't make sense. We don't have Kashas on a Hekish. Therefore, you need the Pasuk to tell you, no. 
That's what Gemara says. The Gemara says, Iba Yisema, another reason why you need a pasuk telling you not to do Yibam on Arayis is Hekesha, I with Rav Yonah, because I might have used the Hekesh of Rav Yonah. Dom Rav Yonah, Rav Yonah says, Vitem Rav Huna B'Dav Yeshua Amar Kro, Kichol HaShayasim Kol Teves Elu B'Nichrasu. The pasuk says, all of these are abominations and you shall have Koris. Says Rav Yonah the following halacha, Hukshu Kol Arayis Kul Neishasach. All the Arayis are compared to your sister-in-law. Meaning, that's what he said. Now, it has many halachic ramifications, usually to say things are usr. But he's saying, now the Gemara is saying, I could have used this hekish, I could have ran with it. And to say, Ma just like your sister-in-law is mutter, and you should do yibam, so to you do yibam on all arayas. And again, and Rashi points out, and don't ask kashas, because we don't ask kashas on hekishas. And therefore the Pasik says, no, you don't do yibam on your wife's sister, and we compare all arayas to your wife's sister. So just like your wife's sister is usr, so to all arayas are usr. Well, the Gemara is going to say like this. I don't know exactly what the weakness is. Well, the weakness of the first one is just because it's so specific. But the weakness in this one is like this. The Gemara is going to ask Akasha. So it turns out like this. You have the Pusik saying, don't do Yibam on your wife's sister. Right? That's your wife's sister. And then we make a Hekish saying, all 15 Arayas are the same that they're Usr. Why do I need this? Because I could have made a Hekish that all 15 Arayas are the same that they're Mutter. So both are legit options. So how do you know which one's right? Right? You have a heckish comparing all of them to your sister-in-law. That would potentially make them all mutter. Now we've said, no, 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 no. The heckish is they're all compared to your wife's sister that they're all usser. So you like, have an option to make a heckish that they're mutter. You have an option to make a heckish that they're usser. How do you know which way to go? Right? The hava meaning is you should make a heckish that they're all mutter. Kamash malon, we make a heckish that they're all usser. How do you know which is the Ratzon Hashem? And how do you know what's right? It, they're both legitimate heckish options. The heckish basically makes it all Arayas are the same. They're either all going to be saying they're Osir, or they're all going to be saying that they're Mutter. So how, how do you know which way to go? You understand? No, no, but even the Pasuk, that just says your wife's sister. How do we know the other 14? Meaning, it's interesting. You have over here... No, 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 but think about this. You have your sister-in-law, which is a mitzvah of Yibam. That's one, there's let's say 16 Arayas total. So you got your sister-in-law, Mutter. You got your wife's sister, Usser. So that's two. You got 14 other women. You can either make a heckish that they're all like your wife's sister and Usser, or they're all like your sister-in-law and Mutter. How do you know which way to go? Right, so you got your daughter. Should you do even with your daughter? Like, no. It doesn't say in the Torah. Yeah, it says your wife's sister is Usser, and we make a heckish. Why don't I make a heckish to my sister-in-law? That they're all Mutter. Meaning, I, make, I can make a hekish. I got my sister-in-law on the left side saying mutter. I got my wife's sister on the right side saying aser. That's the pasuk. And then you're making a hekish, putting all the other arayas in one of them. Either they're all mutter or they're all aser. How do you know which way to go? Can you explain the hekish again? The, the Torah says, basically like this. The Torah says to do yibam on your sister-in-law. Correct? Yes, that's a mitzvah, it's yibam. The Torah also says, do not do Yibam on your wife's sister. Those are two women. You got 14 other Arias. You got your daughter, you got your mother-in-law, you got your wife's aunt, you got everything. You got, we got to put them in one category. You could either make a heckish that they're all like your sister-in-law and their mutter, or they're all like your wife's sister and their usser. How do you know which way to go? We find in Tanoic literature... Okay, so the Gemara is going to sort of answer something like you, but the Gemara just wants to know, how do you know which way to go? You could compare all the Arayas, like your sister-in-law, that it's Mutter, right? Because your sister-in-law is an Erev, the Torah says Mutter, your wife's sister is an Erev, the Torah says Aser. So you could put all of them in one. We're putting all of them in one basket, either in your sister-in-law basket or your wife's sister basket. So the Gemara wants to know, the Gemara says... Uh, Let's see. You could put all the arayas in a basket. Either the sister-in-law basket, in which case it's mutter, or the achosisha, or your wife's sister basket, in which case it's otter. How do you know which way to go? So the Gemara answers very simple answers. First of all, any time you have a chance to be machmer or to be mekel, we're going to go machmer. Meaning, you have a choice that you, your daughter, should you live with your daughter and it could be comparable to the mutter or to the aser, we're going to err on the side of aser. It's just reasonable. And iba yisema, Another answer is, 
You have on the left side, you have your sister-in-law. How many Arias is that? One. On the right side, you have your wife's sister, who's also your sister-in-law. That's two. So you got on the left side one, right side two. You have all the other Arias. We said, which one should you go? You have your daughter. How many Yisurim are your daughter? Two. Daughter and wife, and your sister-in-law. Right? All of these women are your sister-in-law plus. So the answer is, it makes more sense to compare it to your wife's sister, which is two Yisurim, than your sister-in-law, which is one. Okay. Well, I, I think the probably answer is is it because there's a mitzvah. It's like, is it a chumrah? I, I know. Also, you also have the you also have the chalitza part. I, I don't know. It's a good kasha. Um, let's go a little weiter. The third answer, and the third answer is is a, is is a, is a, it's a great answer, which is dafkimolamibes. We had a pasuk that says that you shall not marry your wife's sister aleha, and aleha we said means even in a state of yibum. Okay. And then Litzrar is to Asr Tsaris, and then we compared all the women to your, your wife's sister. And we add five dafim of Akashas, what do you need a Pusik for? Why would I think you should marry your wife's sister? It's an Asay is not Dochalosis Hishish Bukaris and blah blah blah. We went back and forth. You know what Rabba says? You actually don't need a Pusik for that. Rabba Omar. Rabba says, you actually don't need a Pusik to tell you not to marry your your wife's sister. I, I don't need a Pusik for that. Or your daughter. I don't need a Pusik for that. That's not what the Pasuk is for. What's the Pasuk? So what's the... Because I say it's not So I never actually had a Havamina. So what's the Pasuk actually coming to teach you? The Pasuk is assuring you from doing Yibam on the co-wife. Meaning, you have these two women, right? The husband dies. There's now two women to do Yibam. One's your daughter, and one's just a random woman who's your sister-in-law. Says Rava, you don't actually need a Pasuk. Allah is not actually coming to tell you not to do Yibam on your daughter, which is what we thought it was. No, no, you don't need that. The Pasuk is coming to tell you you don't do Yibam on the co-wife. Because the co-wife is just your sister-in-law. So you might actually think that you should. No, when she's the co-wife, she's out. Okay. Now, the Gemara is going to ask a question later on, which is, you have two words. You have Aleha and Litzrar. We always were under the impression that Aleha is coming to forbid the daughter, Litzrar is coming to forbid the co-wife. Now Rav is like, no, you don't need a Pasuk for the daughter. That's, that's Pasuk. The Pasuk is coming for the co-wife. So now you basically have an extra word, right? You have Aleha and Litzrar, and Rav is saying it's all coming to teach one thing. Do you understand what I mean? Meaning we were under the impression that Aleha is coming to teach you not to do Yibam on the, on the erva, daughter, sister, wife, sister, whatever. And then Litzrar is coming to exempt the co-wife. Rav is like, no, 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 the Pasuk is only coming to exempt the co-wife. So you have an extra word now. The Gemara is going to ask this later on. According to Rav, you have an extra word. The Gemara says, okay, so Rav says there is no need to aser the erva, the actual woman herself, there is no need to aser um, from the Pasuk. There's no, no, no need to aser that from the Pasuk. It's just coming for the co-wives. But the actual daughter, you don't need a Pasuk for. Here's the problem. The Gemara says, wait a minute. Erva leitzricha cross, you tell me there's no need in the Pasuk to aser the wife's sister or the daughter? Vahatanya, but doesn't the Brisa say Ainli Elahi? The Brisa says, I only know that she's Aser, meaning the implication from the words of the Brisa is that the Torah Aser is her. The answer is, I'm Hashem Tsarasa. It doesn't mean that, it's Labdafke. It means the co wife. But the Torah is actually only coming to Aser the co wife. I mean, that's Rav's Chiddush. The Torah does not come to Aser her, meaning her being wife, sister, daughter, mother in law. The Torah, you don't need that. Because there, there would be no havamina. I say it's not dochalosis The pasuk is coming to only aser the co-wife. Then the gemara says, "But wait a minute." It says in the brayse, "Ainli elahein." The brayse says, "I only know that they're aser the women themselves," which implies the brayse the pasuk is actually coming to aser the erva. The answer is sorry saying again lavdavka. Okay, one more kasha on Rava's shita tashima. Rebbe Oimer. Rebbe has a different aprat. He says the pasuk says v'lokcha. But it could have said Velokach. So it says, it could have said Velokach, but it says Velokha. It's an extra hey. It could have said Vyabem, it says Vyivma. Extra hey. So what is, Rebbe says, what do you do with these extra hey's? Le'eser Tsoros Vyarayos. Right? Instead of Aleha Litzrar, which is where we had it from, Rebbe feels that it's actually from the extra hey's of Lokha and Yivma. But here's the Kasha. He says the Posuk is coming to Aser, Arayos Vitsaros. Meaning, the Pasuk is coming to Aser, the, the erva herself, the daughter. 
But I thought Rava said that you don't need a Pasuk for that. Right? Rava's Yisoyed is you don't need a Pasuk to Aser, the Erva, the daughter, the wife's sister. You don't need that. You only need it for the Tzara, for the co-wife. But doesn't Rebbe say, Laeser Tzoros, the Arayos, the Pasuk is coming to Aser, the Arayos themselves? So it's just not like Rava. Right? Rava says the Pasuk is not coming to Aser, the Erva. It's coming to Aser, the co-wife. You don't need a Pasuk to Aser, the Erva, because Aser is not the whole decision of regards. But he says, but Rebbe says it's Laser Tzoros, the Arayos. The Pasuk is coming to Aser, the Arayos. So how could Rava disagree with Rebbe? The answer is, Emelesit Tzoros shall arise. Add the word shell. It doesn't mean the Pasuk is Aser, Arayos. It means it's Aser, the co-wife of Arayos. But there's actually no need to Aser, the Arayos themselves. The Erevas themselves, there's no need. So, okay, so according to Rebbe, Velacha, the extra hay, and Vyivma, the extra hay, the two extra hays are both coming to Aser, the co-wives. Let me ask you a question. What do you need two extra hays for? If it's just asking a co-wife, you don't need two extra hays. The Gemara says, Hatre Kray Kanasa, there's two Psukim. Maila Khadla Ever Khadzara, Loy. Aidivad Lutzara, Khadla Mesar Tsar Maka Mitzvah, Khadla Mishri Tsara Shaloba Maka Mitzvah. You know what you need two hays for? Again, according to Rava, this is his interpretation of Rebbe. You have again just to clarify, you have two women that are falling to you to do Yiva. One's your daughter, and one's her co-wife. According to Rava, the Torah does not need to answer your daughter because Asay is not Dochalosis Hishesh Bokaris. The Torah is only addressing the co wife. Right? Don't marry the co wife. Understood? Good. So then here's the problem. What do you need the two extra haze for? If it's just answering the co wife, you don't need two haze. Just one haze should be enough. The answer is one is to answer the co wife in this scenario, and one is to allow the co wife when it's not in the case of Yibum. We had this a couple daffim ago. What if it's not Yibum? What if instead of being married to your brother, your daughter and a woman were married to John, and then John dies, and you want to marry the co-wife? You're allowed to do that, because there's no problem, right? Meaning, you have a, remember that point, that's actually very important. Soros are only a problem when it's a case of mitzvah, it's like counterintuitive. When it's a case of mitzvah, it's a problem. When there's no mitzvah involved, when they just married John, okay, so John had two wives. One happened to be your daughter, and one was Rachel. And then John died. And you're like, I'd like to marry Rachel. Sure. But she was my daughter's co-wife. Yeah, okay. I don't care. Doesn't matter. It's only a problem when they're related to you as a sister-in-law. When it's not a case of mitzvah, it's allowed. That's what the two Hays are teaching. The two Hays are teaching, they're only addressing the co-wives. One is to answer the co-wife when it's a case of Yibam, and one is to allow the co-wife when it's not a case of Yibam. When you're not related to the first husband. So you can marry the co-wife later if um, it changes? By the Yibam case or by the non-Yibam case? Meaning, are you never... In, are the you, Yibam, in the Yibam case? Yeah. Is she forbidden to you forever? Yes. yes. Nothing can ever change to make it... Uh, yes, I believe so, yes. Okay. Yes, I believe so. That's actually Rav Kiveger's kasha. Anyone who's learned Yavamans knows it's like a famous Kasher of Kivegar, is that once the Tsara, once you're not allowed to marry the Tsara, she's your sister-in-law forever, then what do you need the case of Tsara Tsara special Pasuk for? She's your sister-in-law. You don't need a Pasuk for. Whatever. But you, I don't want to confuse you guys more. But. I say it's not the whole of Sheish Bukharis. No, not at all. Never. So there's no reason for a pasuk. So the two hays are only addressing the co-wife. One is to say the co-wife is Usr in the case of Yibam, and one is to say the co-wife is Mutter when there's no Yibam. And by the way, you need that because you could see the pasuk, you could see someone saying, you can't marry a woman who is a co-wife of your daughter. I don't know. You could see it. Therefore, you need the pasuk to tell you it's allowed. Whew. So, that we're going to get to in a moment. So the Gemara says, uh, okay, now, the two hays, so Velacha, Velacha, the Heksha Hei Velacha, and the Hei of Yivma is to tell you, um, uh, one is to forbid the Tzara in a case of Mitzvah, the co-wife when it's a case of Yivam, and one is to allow the co-wife when it's not a case of Yivam, when you were not related to the husband, you can marry the co-wife. Now the Gemara says, "My taima." How do you see that in the pasuk? The yabe v'yivma. 
teaches you meaning says don't marry the co-wife then says it's only a problem when it's a case of yibam when it's not a case of yibam you could marry the co-wife understood yeah we got it it, it makes sense by the way the case of the co-wife not in a case of yibam it's just she, she, you're not even related to her at all like if you'd ask someone how are you related to this woman you'd be like she was married to my son-in-law at a period of time, but we're not related. She's not my daughter. She's not my daughter-in-law. My daughter was married to a guy, and he happened to have a second wife, and this is her. You're not related to her at all. You could see why the Torah would say it's too close, that don't, don't go near that relationship, but the Torah is saying it's both. Okay. I just want to clarify, that's the case of Tzara Shalai B'Makamitzah. Tzara Shalai B'Makamitzah is, it's your daughter's co-wife, but not in a case of mitzvah. You were not related to the husband. And then the husband died. So she's just a single woman who happened to have been at the Hanukkah parties for a period of time. Like it's not, there's no relation to Chlam. Okay. Now, Am Ravashi, Masisa Nami Ravashi says, I'll prove it to you that our Mishnah follows Rava. That Rava again says, you do not need a Pasuk to tell you that don't marry the actual daughter. <laughs> not to do not to do the daughter, you don't need a pasuk because I say is not docholos hishish bakaris because it says chamesh esrei noshim potrus sarusayin vilu paturus paturus lokatani shmamina. The Mishnah av- never actually says the fifteen women are exempt. It just says fifteen women exempt their co-wives. It never actually says don't do yibam on them. Why? Because it's so pasuk. Right? The Mishnah says chamesh esrei noshim potrus sarusayin. It doesn't actually say paturos that they're exempt. The answer is because it's pasuk. That's Rava's like you said. That these women are posh it off limits because there's no reason to assume that you would marry them. Because I say he's not tocholos ishish bokaris. Okay, now umayishna erva delot sricha krod einase tocholos ishish bokaris tsarinami loti baikromishum einase tocholos ishish bokaris. Here's the gemara's kasha. This I mentioned before. We had in daf gimel. This is important. You had two words in the pasuk. There's aleha and litzror. Aleho, we said, is to aser your wife's sister, the erva, and then Litzror is the co-wife, yeah? Rava comes now, and he's like, I don't need a pasuk for the erva, I just need a pasuk for the co-wife. So you know what you have now? You have an extra word, right? You had Aleha and Litzror. One was to aser the woman, one was to aser the co-wife. Rava's like, you don't need a pasuk for the aser the woman. Just tell me co-wife. So you know what you do? You have an extra word. That's the Gemara's cash over here. So what do you need a pasuk for? Meaning, I already have Litzror. So Aleho is now extra. Right? You have Aleha and Litzror. Litzror is for the Tzara. So we thought Aleha was to come into Aser, your daughter, the actual woman themselves. Rabbi's like, I don't need a Pasuk for that. Uh, the Pasuk is just coming Litzror. So what do you do with Aleha? Aleha is now extra. This is the Gemara's way of saying Aleha is now extra. So the Gemara says, Tzara nami lo you know what Rava does with it? Litzrar is to aser the tzara. You know what Aleha tells you? Aleha tells you you're allowed to marry the tzara when it's not a case of mitzvah. Meaning, the same thing I had before with John, right, with your daughter and your co-wife, that you're allowed to marry the co-wife when you're not related to the husband. So we said, how do you know that that's mutter? So Rebbe said it's from the extra hay of a yivma. Rava is saying it's from the word aleha. He's feeling that those tanoim go with the word aleha. So you have two tanoim trying to figure out what the source is. It's either from the extra hay of a yivma or for aleha. Meaning aleha means don't do yivam. It's only a problem when it's a case of yivam. When it's not a case of yivam, it's allowed. Okay. Amalei rami barcham rava. Okay, from here until the two dots, it's just a little bit ping back and forth. It's drasha based. This next line is very strange. I'm not going to lie. It's a strange thought process. So let's just review. Quick halachas. Daughter, could you do yibam on the daughter? No. Could you do yibam on the co-wife of the daughter? No. Could you marry the daughter not in a case of yibam? Definitely not. And could you marry her co-wife when it's not a case of mitzvah? Yes. Right? There's no yibam. No yibam, not a case of mitzvah. Co-wife of your daughter. Yes. But, yeah, and then the husband dies. You weren't related to the husband. She's just, now she's just single, and you see her on a dating app, and you want to marry her. You can marry her. Yeah? I had a co-wife. 
Two women are married to a man. One happens to be your daughter. You're not related to the man. The man dies. Can you marry the other woman? You were never related to her. In any way. So the answer is yes. How do you know that? Either from Aleha or the extra hay from Vim. So Itzara is allowed in a non-case of mitzvah. So it's counterintuitive. Like this yeah. woman, when it's a case of mitzvah, you can't touch her. No mitzvah? Allowed. It kind of makes sense because when it's a case of mitzvah, she happens to be your sister-in-law. But, but conceptually, it's like a, it's a counterintuitive concept. So Why do you need the hay to tell you to, that you're allowed to marry the co-wife in a non-case of evil? Because you could see that the... obvious? No, no, because you could see the Torah like saying... You could see the Torah... You could see one arguing that any time she was related to your daughter at all, Usser. It's interesting. It, it does. It's a little bit of an eye-opening as to how to understand co-wives and the prohibition of a co-wife, but it's not for now. But like you do see that like it, it's not just that a co-wife is Usser because she's your sister-in-law. It's that there's an erva like a, by proxy. Like these women, like these women, like take some like arayas from like the co-wife. So you could say if it's Usser in a case of mitzvah, it should be Usser in a non-case of mitzvah. I could see it. The Gemara wants to know the following question. The Gemara says, I'll tell you outside, we'll see it inside. The Gemara says, maybe you should be allowed to marry your daughter when it's not a case of evil. Yeah, I know. Why? By the co-wife, we're more lenient when it's not mitzvah. So maybe your daughter also. Maybe when it's a mitzvah, you can't marry her. Meaning when she's your daughter and your sister-in-law, don't touch her. But when she's just your daughter, allowed. Well, yeah, but that's a pelagal. The Gemara says... The Gemara says, meaning, no, meaning maybe when the Torah says don't marry your daughter, it means only in a case of mitzvah. Uh, meaning maybe you should be allowed to marry your daughter in a non-case of mitzvah. But why? The Gemara says, well, kavachomer, isn't it a kavachomer? mitzvah, If you're not allowed to marry her when it's a mitzvah, why would I think you can marry her when it's not a mitzvah? The answer is, well, what about a co-wife? The Gemara says, "Amrali tzaratachi, makamitzah sirishlam makzasharia." Well, a co-wife is is we're more strict with the co-wife when it's a mitzvah. So maybe we're more strict with the daughter when it's a mitzvah. Meaning, when it's not a mitzvah, maybe you should be allowed to marry your daughter. And then when the Torah says, "Oh, sir," it's only talking about when it's a case of mitzvah. So how do you know? <laughs> so the Gemara says, "You know what the answer is?" The pasuk says regarding your wife's sister. Same thing with your wife's sister, right? Your wife's sister during yibum can't touch her. Maybe non yibum, you should be allowed to marry your wife's sister. That, that's the same kasha. I just I picked daughter just because it's easier, just conceptually. Because wife. Question is, why would you ever have to if not for Yibum? Because you want to. Because you're because like you're, you're medically unwell and you want to marry your daughter. I, I don't know. The point is, you want to marry your wife's sister. Who says that it's also? The Torah says not to when it's a case of mitzvah. Maybe when it's not a mitzvah, it's allowed. So you know what the answer is? It says regarding the wife's sister. One of the Arayas. Bechayeha. Don't touch, don't marry this woman. Bechayeha. The whole lifetime of your wife. Don't marry her. At all. Under all circumstances. That's how I know that it's Aser. In all circumstances. Not just when it's a mitzvah. The Gemara says, Amr-le-i. On such, on the wife's sister. It says, Bechayeha. Kol Bechayeha. She's off limits the whole lifetime of the wife. Doesn't matter. Mitzvah, not mitzvah. Aser. Now, by the way, the wife's sister is the only erva that becomes mutter after the wife dies, for the record. Just for the record. Um, so the Gemara says, you're saying Bechayeha teaches you that it's, it's a problem even when it's not a mitzvah, mitzvah, no mitzvah, you cannot marry your wife's sister. The Gemara says, but I thought Bechayeha is teaching you, I thought Bechayeha teaches you something else. Right? We want to know, how do you know that you can't just marry your wife's sister straight up? Not mitzvah, straight up. You just you want to, tomorrow. No yibum, you just want to. So the Gemara says, Bechayah, it says you can't marry her at all in, in, in the lifetime. All situations. The Gemara says, but I thought Bechayah teaches you that it's allowed after your wife dies. Right? It's the only erva that after the wife dies, you can marry her sister. So Bechayah teaches you that. So we back to the original question, which is what's the source that you can't just marry her stam? So the Gemara says, Hai The answer is, Isha teaches you you can't marry her that you can marry her after the wife dies. Bechayah is now extra to tell you can't marry her at all, um, even in a non-case of mitzvah. So the Gemara says, Wait, I still need <laughs> all the Pesukimah, there's no extra Pesuk, why? Yishalachosa teaches you it's only allowed, um, it's only allowed, right? What's the halacha with your wife's sister? 
You're only allowed to marry your wife's sister when your wife dies. What about when your wife gets divorced from you? Still also. How do you know this? You need both. Bechaya teaches you it's only a problem when you're married to the wife. Isha meaning if all you had was Isha Achosa, I would say it's only a problem when you're married. But when you're divorced, it's allowed. Bechaya says, no, it's only allowed when your wife is no longer Bechaya. As long as she's Bechaya, it's a problem. So basically, you need both Psukim to tell you you're allowed to marry this woman only after your wife dies. First one tells you when you're no longer married, but that could be a little ambiguous because maybe, you're, maybe you'd think you're allowed after your wife gets divorced from you. Bechaya tells you no only after she's dead. These Psukim are no longer extra. In other words, we're back to the original question. How do I know I can't marry my daughter? How do I know I can't marry my wife's sister? Straight up. And don't tell me Bechayeha tells you that she's Usher the whole lifetime because Bechayeha we're using for this stuff to tell you that she's allowed after death. So the Gemara says, I mean, you could sort of learn the inverse. Okay, interesting. So the Gemara says, Ela'omer Rav Huna Bar Rava. How do you know that you're not allowed to marry your daughter, how, how do you know? So the answer is, Trey Kroy Ksivi. The answer is, to answer all these questions, there's two psukim. Ksiv litzra. The Pesach says, you shall not marry a woman and her sister, Litzra. This implies that the Erva is Aser, and the Tsara is Aser. Both are Aser. Uksiv. But then the Pesach also says, Legalis Erva Sa. Another Pesach implies that only the Erva is Aser. Meaning, you have these two situations, yeah? It's very important to understand this. It's not that complicated. You have the erva and her co-wife. That could be in a case of mitzvah, or that could be in a non-case of mitzvah, right? In a case of mitzvah is where you're supposed to do yibam and you have your daughter and her co-wife. Non-case of yibam is just you have your daughter and her co-wife and the husband dies. So we want to know, what's the only one that's mutter, right? In a case of yibam, both asa. In a non-case of Yivam, you can't marry your daughter, but you can marry the co-wife. So out of the four scenarios, there's only 25% that's allowed. How do we know this? So the Gemara says, so we were going, the Gemara says, very simple. The Pasuk says, The Pasuk says that. That implies both women are also, both the Erva and the Tzara. X. Then the Pasuk says, Legalus Erva Sa, she's also, which implies only her, but one's mother. So, the first Pasuk implies both are Aser. The second Pasuk implies only the Erev is Aser, but the co-wife is Mutter. When is the scenario where the co-wife is Mutter? It's obviously in a non-mitzvah. So we were looking for the one, the 25% scenario, the only time where the co-wife is allowed is in a non-case of mitzvah, and it's from these Pesukim. So the Gemara says, What the conclusion is, when it's a case of mitzvah, both are Aser, both the, the daughter and the co-wife, and when it's a non-case of Yibam, just Stam, you want to marry her on a Tuesday, then he Asura, your daughter's Asur, Vitsaras and Muteras, but the co-wife is allowed. Now let's just get to the two dots. The Gemara says, um, the Gemara says, maybe you should reverse it, meaning how do you know this is the proper explanation of the Pasuk? Maybe, perhaps, really, instead of saying, um, maybe the, it's like this, in a case of mitzvah, perhaps it's like this. Maybe in a case of mitzvah, you should marry the co-wife. And a non-case of mitzvah, they're both aser. Which is counter, by the way, it's counterintuitive. Meaning, maybe in a non-case of mitzvah, they marry John, you're not allowed to marry the daughter or her co-wife. And it's only allowed in a case of mitzvah to marry the co-wife. Meaning, you're looking for 25%. Out of the four scenarios, which is co-wife and daughter, in a case of mitzvah, co-wife and daughter, in a non-case of mitzvah, we know that only 25% is allowed. So we're saying it's allowed in a non-case of mitzvah. Maybe it's only allowed in a case of mitzvah. They reverse it. So the Gemara says, Then you wouldn't need the Pasuk Aleha. Allah teaches you that it's only, um, that, it's, that it's, it's more severe in a case of mitzvah, and therefore the only time it's allowed is in a non-case of mitzvah. We'll just get to the two dots, and then it's a little bit easier for five more minutes. The Gemara says, The Gemara says like this, right now we're saying that Aleha teaches you that it's a problem in a case of mitzvah, so in a case of mitzvah, both the co-wife and the daughter are also, in a non-case of mitzvah, daughter's also, co-wife's mother. How do you know Aleha is coming to be um, is coming to be, the Gemara says, how do you know that Aleha 
is coming to say that it's a problem. Maybe Allah is coming to say it's mutter. Meaning, maybe in other words, maybe in a case of mitzvah, yeah, yeah, maybe in a case of mitzvah you should be allowed to marry the daughter. Meaning, maybe it's instead of 25% being mutter, maybe it's in a case of mitzvah, both mutter, in a case of non-mitzvah, both aser. How do you know? All the Pasuk says, Aleha just means that there's a difference between a case of yivam and not. So we're saying, non-yivam, it's mutter. Maybe in a case of yivam, they're both mutter. Non-yivam, they're both aser. How, how do you know? So the Gemara answers, Im kem The answer is, it can't be your way because... We said Legalis Ervasa implies that there's a scenario where only one woman is allowed. According to your option, in a case of mitzvah that both allowed, in a case of non mitzvah that both usher, there's no scenario where one woman is allowed. And therefore, because we know Legalis Ervasa teaches you there's a scenario where one person is allowed, it must be like we said before, which is in a case of mitzvah, both the daughter and the co wife are forbidden. In a non case of mitzvah, the daughter is forbidden and the co wife is allowed. Now, just go three more minutes, just because I have to go a little bit weiter, but it's, it's a lot easier now. A lot easier for the end of the Amid. The Gemara says, Gufa, Rebbe Oimer, Rebbe said, go back to what we said in the previous Amid. Rebbe said, Velokach Velokcha, Veyibm Veyibma. There's an extra hey by Velokach, and there's an extra hey Veyibma. So, what does it teach you? Laeser Tsaros Varayos. It's coming to Aser the Erva and the Tsara. Let me ask you a question. You see the word Velokach Velokcha, Veyibm Veyibma, Velokach Veyibma? Do you see the word Tsara there? Right, we said on Daf Gimel, we had that the daughter is Aser and the co-wife is Aser. The daughter is Aser from Aleha, the co-wife is Aser from Litzrar. Why do you say co-wife in Hebrew? Tzara. Litzrar, Tzara. Okay, kind of works. Rebbe says, no, no, I have a different shot. It's the extra hay from Velokach and the extra hay from Vyivim. Where do you see Tzara here? <laughs> Where's the word Tzara? How do you see Tzara in here? Behold, another question. Tzara is Melitzrar Nafka. I thought you would learn at Tzara from Litzrar. So what, what is, what, what's going on? So the Gemara says like this. Let's answer question number two first. How do you know the co-wife is forbidden? So we said it's from Litzor. Rebbe says it's from Vayibma. So what does he do with Litzor? The answer is Litzor mapik le'il Rebbe le'kidur of Shimon. Rebbe uses Litzor for of Shimon's drasha. This is in Daf Chav Ches. I'm not going to go through it very. I'm just going to go through it in like ten seconds. And that is Rav Shimon has a shita. What if you have three brothers, Reuven, Shimon, and Levi? Levi's in the middle. Reuven and Shimon both married two sisters. So far, it's totally okay. And then there's a terrible accident. Reuven and Shimon both die at the same time. Oh. So you have two women. You've got to do Yibam on both. Now, they're both sisters. So I would say, so pick one. You're not married to any of them, right? I mean, it's, it, it, you know They're both sisters, but they're both from different husbands. There was a car accident. You have Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. Levi's the middle brother. Reuven and Shimon married two sisters. And there's a car accident killing both Reuven and Shimon at the same time. So he's got to do Yivam, kind of both, or one of them. So you, I would say, pick one, I don't know. Pick, do Yivam on one, do Chalitz on the other. Rav Shimon says you have to do Chalitz on both. Yeah. Why? Because when, you're, when they fall to you to Yivam, you're sort of like engaged to them. And then it's sort of like you're engaged to two sisters. So you can't marry either because each one is like... It's sort of like you're married to two sisters, so you can't actually do anything. So you have to just do chalitz. So that's it's a Rebbe Shimon Shita. We'll see in the Dachokas. The point is, he learns that out from Litzra. That's what Rebbe uses Litzra for. And he learns out that it's Tzara's Aser from the extra Hey of Vyivma. Now, how do you see Tzara in the Pasuk? It just says Velokach and Vyibim. Where's the word Tzara? So the Gemara says, Tzara Hachaksiv, Hachikam. This is how he sees it. Imkain Lemakra Velokach, my Velokha, Kalecha de Ketrulu Kuchen, Di Boy Nosev Hai, Boy Nosev Hai Sharia, Eloy Trevaya Suvin. Vyibma Bakim, Yibun de Serra Tzara Shlomakim Shari. You know how he sees that a Tzara is Aser? What's the case of a Tzara by Yibun? By Yibun. You have two women who fall to you. One's a regular woman, and one's your daughter. The co wife is forbidden. How does he see that for? Because it says the word velokach. You know what velokach? The extra hey, velokach. You know what velokach teaches you? Velokach means you have a choice. That's how he looks at velokach. It means you have a choice. You only do yivum when you could choose either one. In this case, can you choose either one? No, because one's your daughter. You got no choice. Anytime there's a co-wife that you cannot choose, you don't marry any of them. That's how he learns it out from velokach. Velokach tells you you could only do yivum on one if you could choose all of them. If you could choose any of them, not all, any of them. If you could choose any, then you could choose either. But if you can't choose any, because one of them is your daughter, or your wife, then they're both out. 
And the Vyivma, the extra hate, teaches you that it's only a problem of a co-wife in a case of mitzvah, and a non-case of mitzvah, it's allowed, that we had before. Now let's just end with this, end with daf. This, by the way, to me, has been probably one of the hardest dafim since we've started in over two years. So pretty good, pretty good though. If you got anything, good for you. Like that's pretty good. So the Gemara ends off... Yeah, yeah, slowly over three months. Um, <laughs> slowly over three months for guys that are. Some of them are smoking weed. So good luck. Good luck with the rabbit. Okay, if I had to read this fresh for the first time, I can understand this. I don't know because I'm doing. I'm living by the day. I'm not looking ahead. By the way, my plan, and then I'll finish the daf. My plan on. I'm not going to give a daf on Purim. My plan is to record the daf either today or if not tomorrow or maybe I'll do live Purim night at like you know after break the fast Purim day Thursday I don't want to give a daf I want to let people people should be able to go about their business and do shalachman and all that stuff so I'm going to get the daf recorded I'll send out a live thing link either on Tainus Esther or Purim night after the Megillah reading after I break my fast okay let's just finish up the Gemara says like this um, what do the Rabbanon do, do with Velacha because again, Velacha, Rebbe t- tells you is to teach you that you're not allowed to marry the co-wife. The Rabbanon learned that out from Litzra. So what do they do with Velacha? You know what the Rabbanon teach Velacha? Velacha is Lekuchen. It means Kedushin. You know what it means? It means she's a regular wife of yours. Can I ask you a question? After you do Yibam, can you divorce her? Like, if you don't like her, can you yeah. divorce her? Yeah. Yeah, whatever, whatever, I don't know, you, you marry her, you, you, you live with her, you did Yivam, and you're just like, this is really not working. Because it's probably on, uh, like there's probably some emotional stuff that's happening over there. So, so, <laughs> so, can you divorce her? Yes. How do you know that? Maybe you have to live with her forever. How do you know that she becomes like a wife to you? The Lacha. The Lacha teaches you, it's Lekuchen. Meaning, the Torah just says live with her. Once you live with her, she's your wife. You want to divorce her? By the way, if you divorce her, then you want to remarry her. If she doesn't marry anyone else in between, that's also allowed. Meaning she's not like, it's not like she's your sister-in-law forever. Meaning the second you marry her, she's a regular woman. Divorce her, don't divorce her. Once you live with her. Correct. Correct. The Torah can't, the, all the Torah wants you is to live with her. Give it a shot, basically. Give it a shot. Once, but, but once that happens, she's no longer your sister-in-law. She's a wife. And you have to divorce her, by the way. And you could divorce her. <laughs> you understand? Meaning that you, you both both apply. And then v'yivma, what do they do with v'yivma? Because they already learn out v'yivma, they learn out halacha from something else. So they learn out v'yivma is al-karcha. They even works bal-karcha. Meaning that if you live with her, even if it's against her will, it does work. It's not something we would endorse. As you remember, we said not to muzzle the woman. We, we would actually try to prevent this. But if it were to happen, it would work. As opposed to kedushin, which is not the case. Meaning if you throw money at a woman and say, you're married, and she's like, no, you're not married. It works against her will. The Gemara says, how does Rebbe know these halachas from? Because he uses these psukim for, uh, to tell you the sorrow, whatever. So how, what, how does he know these halachas? The Rebbe, he learns out that she's a wife from Isha, because she becomes Isha, your wife. And Al-Karcha, and Al-Karcha, that it works against your will, from V'yavama Yavay Aleha, that as long as you live with her, it works. And we'll end with this. V'rebi hai Aleha Mayavidle. Tomorrow we'll address this. V'yavama Yavay Aleha is Rebbe's... Is Yavama Yavay Aleha Navka? Okay, well, we'll stop with this. Tomorrow we'll have to figure out what he does with Aleha. Okay, we'll stop here. My pleasure. Good luck. That was not good luck. I mean, good for you.